This is like uh, the start of the old days on Saturdays when we were. Where's really Joe? is. And Joe, where's Joe? Joe will be in here a couple minutes. Don't worry. He just parked in the garage. He'll be just leaving the house. I'm right here looking at a very nice bird. I'm looking at a no, bird. Here we go again. Yeah, yeah, you're looking at the birds, too, huh? Yeah. You like birds? Oh, man, I do. I love birds. But I was, yesterday, I was just going around the corner taking the garbage out and sure. the tree was full of them up there and they were looking down at me and i was thinking they're saying you know how do you guys like it now we had bird flu we were dropping out of the sky left and right you didn't give a bleep nope. now yeah. what do you think yeah. we're up here chirping getting the gals to come over for a little romance yeah. we're doing you know we're Eating, you know, there's no snow. We can eat off the ground anything we want. We're having the time of our lives. Yeah. And you jackasses aren't even out of the house to bother us. It's right. no. The birds are really in good shape right they're, now. They're taking over again. They, they are, yeah. oh. Hitchcock's going to have to make another he, movie. A couple of weeks ago, you said something on Twitter about the stupid geese every spring. And yeah. y- you haven't spent a spring up north next to a lake in a while because... It's like spring break with the geese. They do not shut up. They're all <laughs> all night long. Seriously. Yeah. Oh, really? Two in the morning, they're out there uh, chasing ass and grabbing tail and <laughs> playing and getting drunk and well, flying and the, and by. The guys, the guys uh, don't get along. No, uh, no, they, they fight. At this time of year, they don't get along. Yeah. Pat, did you see the big fire at the rental car lot at the uh, airport in Fort Myers? No. What the Massive happened? fire. Uh huh. The main, helicopters. The, main, the main one? Yeah, the Southwest Regional Airport. They have a wow. field out there where they keep all the rental cars. Oh, okay. And they're all destroyed. Yeah, well, that was the. that's kind of where the backups are, are all now because nobody's renting a car, obviously. Kenny and I are a bit suspicious. In the... Uh, in the uh, ramp there is where you pick up your car when you leave. Right, but, but right. these are the ones, but these are the extra ones. hundreds of them. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's a huge field. Well. And the whole thing burns. You can, can you imagine how many cars they pump in there in February, figuring they're going to rent thousands of them and nobody ever rents one? Right. Right. Yep. So, yeah, so an insurance fire, huh? Hmm. Oh, I bet like saying the press, that. Wait a minute. like the press bar and St. Cloud. <laughs> exactly. We don't know that. I said. Exactly. No, we don't know that. No, we, we don't, don't know that. we don't. Oh, yeah, we do know about the press, though. <laughs> yeah. That guy yeah, is yeah. shifty. Man. And remember yeah. the, the email that we got for suspecting that yeah. that was the case, and it turned out to be true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pat, I swear that bar owner, he had to be on the Trailer Park Boys, didn't he? He's just as shifty as somebody on the Trailer Park Boys. I haven't Park seen him Boys. on TV. He had been on TV. Oh, he's, uh, he had a lot of things going. Well, that's, uh, you know, that's, uh, there's there's two choices uh and when you're in the bar business like that, when you start going on the tank, you can either take your losses or try to burn her down and screw the insurance company. In fact, Kenny, what was the uh, the documentary we watched on First Avenue last week? Uh, yeah. The guy that said, you want to know how to make a million dollars owning a nightclub? Start with two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't the, uh, the one, uh, the first ever... Start with two. I don't get it. So you know how to make one million dollars. <laughs> start with two. Owning a nightclub, you oh, start with two million. That was that was Carl Polad's answer. Oh, that was Marv Wilfensen's. Uh, that was uh, Harvey Ratner's line about about uh, Marv Wilfensen. He said, uh, "Marv made me a millionaire." They were partners. He said, "I used to be a multimillionaire." <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, getting him to buy into the Timberwolves. He said, I well, used to be a... Well, Carl said something like, uh, 
If you want to be a millionaire, start with a billion and produce movies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that was his. Uh, that's when his son Bill's he leaped right. into that business, right? Well, he put out some great films, though. He did. Yep. So uh, Kenny got us going today on the, the greatness of the Last Picture Show, uh, and I was trying to think: Has Bogdanovich ever made another great movie? Oh, that's a great question. Let me see if I can come up with a list of his movies. I mean, he he lived he's lived off that for forty five years. Every time but, there's a big Hollywood documentary, but, he's commenting Pat, on it. There isn't one wasted second in that movie. Every single second is essential to that movie. I got to see it again. Oh, I, it's, it's I watched it's been it, so long. I watched okay. it twice, back to back, over the weekend. It's and unbelievable. You, you know, the, the best thing he does to describe the dreariness of this town. Is that the the football star is lusting after Cloris Leachman? That's how bad it was. Right, right. <laughs> Mrs. She, Mrs. And she was her dowdy best. She was doing her dowdy best in that. What's up, Doc? That was all right, wasn't uh, it? Um, I'm, I said a great movie. He never made another. Uh, Did he make Texasville? Yes. That was a sequel 25 years later, and it was horrendous. That was a stinker. Jeez. Yeah. Um, you guys seen my recommendation yet? Cutter's what? Way? Oh, yes. Many times. Many yeah, times. Many times. Wonderful movie. Really good. Yes. Yep. Yes, it's a really, really good movie. Uh, you know what? I watched, I don't want to say my life is boring, <laughs> but I watched Euro Dreams, Hero Jiro Dreams of Sushi last night. It's a documentary what? about a guy from Euro. Japan who's an 85-year-old master of sushi. I don't eat sushi. No. But I was, I said, okay, they got a show on sushi. It's pretty good. Yeah. Sushi, they cook more sushi than you think. It's not all raw fish. It's kind of a scam. Oh. You know, there's a lot. They cook a lot more. Have of you, you uh, dived into Tiger King yet? No. Okay. I started and I said, this is really stupid. I told you guys he would have that reaction. Yep, you did. You have. I know did. my man. I know Should my I man. Stick with it. No, hell no. It's pathetic. Yeah. Well, you know, I got like nieces that are college graduates who thinks it's the greatest thing ever. Oh, so, yeah. Yuck. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's for the youth of America. Do you like it, Reavers? I, I, I haven't. Uh, I know I'll become obsessed with it if I start watching, but uh -huh. I haven't started well, it yet. Well, it's just about a goofy SOB. Right. right? But, uh, which kind of shocks me because you love characters. Yeah, but it's when they were working so hard to create a okay. character. You know, okay. they, were, they were working so hard to do it. You wearing a mask yet, Pat? No, 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 they weren't working hard at all. I mean, the guy is. You, you give it. Just watch the first episode, please. Just the first oh, one. God, I gave it ten minutes. Not you. You, we, you don't know what good is. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking to Roycey. I, Pat, are you wearing? I a, might get it when I start watching sushi. I'm not far from taking a shot at anything. Just give. You know? Just watch the first episode. Oh, okay. Well, we learned Friday that you had a pretty busy day. You watched both the garbage truck <laughs> and the recycling right. truck yeah, go by. They came by. Did you good. have your stopwatch out too? <laughs> how many? How many episodes are there of the Tiger King? Uh, seven, if I remember right. And well, you know who watched it over the weekend? All seven. The CP. Oh, yeah. Boy. Yeah. Yep. Is she what's, a fan what's, now? What'd she say? She's enthralled by crazy people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, and I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. It's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, you're right. Uh, he didn't do anything else as big or as successful as the last picture show. As a matter of fact, he just, before the last picture show, he had crap. 
a, a movie called Voyage to the Planet of Prehistoric Women. <laughs> yeah, I would say that might have been a drive-in theater a triple feature movie. That one. Yeah. He's but he's he's lived off it forever, man. But that wow, it's just so good, so good. <laughs> Do you see what they did with the Open Championship, Pat? What? When are we going to cancel till next year? Really? Wow. Where the, uh, where was it supposed to be? Uh, Royal well, St. George's, right? Yeah, and then the uh, Masters announced today or over the weekend that they'll hold the Masters in November. Wow. November. Wow. Aren't it's, they going to have some uh, daylight problems in November? Yeah, yeah you're right. They, uh, they uh, better uh, play a little uh, faster. They're going to they're gonna have to use two tees. Oh, my God. Oh, no, no, they're doing that already, though. They're doing that already. Couldn't so. they just make it go an extra day or two? No, you can't just stop and play again tomorrow. The weather conditions change and everything. So We wrestled again today with a question you might have brought up last week, and that is, how are we going to know when we can go back to a ball game? Yes, I mean, we, we, I was actually talking to Wetmore about this today because he saw something. A guy from The Athletic did a long piece on, okay, if they get all the baseball teams down in Arizona and they're going to start playing, right? All right games for TV without crowds and stuff. What if somebody tests positive in one of the clubhouses? Mm-hmm. Do we then shut her down again? Yeah. What's the what's the limit of I mean, how much exposure do we need to start playing as, or, or to even start gathering? I mean, what what what's the cutoff point for our fear factor we've that it's going to grow again? We've got to have a cure in hand. Yeah, that's probably. the only thing I can come up with. Mm-hmm. It was explained to me by a fellow in the medical profession that people like Mike Osterholm, who I admire tremendously, Tony Fauci, who I admire tremendously, they're like uh, they're like cancer doctors. They're going to do whatever it takes to kill the cancer. They don't care if you end up looking like you're 102 years old, you're only Mm -hmm. 32. They're going to kill it. They're going to do everything they can because that's what they do. Yes. And, 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 so when you when we continue to take all this advice from Fauci and Osterholm, all mm-hmm. of it is wise counsel, wise counsel. But I bet you, if you ask them, when will it be safe to have a ball game again or uh, or just lead our lives normally again? I bet their answer is we're not even close to that. Oh, I bet yeah. you that's their oh, answer. I bet that's we're the not answer. even remotely close. Well, and it uh, hey, unless we figure something out, it comes back next November, right? Right. right. Yeah. We well, never... Fauci's Fauci's already saying he. Uh, anticipates this will be seasonal. So our only hope there is to have the vaccine developed. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. it ain't no fun. I got to tell you, it ain't no fun. No, it's a sound bitch. Is, no, when the, wife says, when the wife says, where are you going now? I say, I'm going for a drive because I can't stand it. I'm <laughs> yep. going to drive out. By the way, I went out. To, I got a place on the Crow River at, in Rockford that I like to go out and lurk. See, See the see it babble <laughs> yeah, along there, yeah. and then, then oh, I'm finding down, this creepy. This is creepy. Walk down the path. They had that all locked up and sealed off. You're kidding? Yeah. No, like a river. Yeah, it's unbelievable. No, Pat, Joe, Pat's Pat's right because I also have my secret route. I had to deliver goods to my folks <laughs> on Saturday, so I took the extra scenic route. 
Well, to I get would down too. there too. Why not? Why not? Driving through the countryside because uh, yeah. Well, the the neighbor had the old World Series game, uh, game one of the '87 on. I thought, well, that's right. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna listen I to this. Listen to that. Well, yeah, I got yeah. news for you, bastards. None of you are invited up to my place. COVID or not, <laughs> stay away. I talked to the Glad Man today because I got all fired up when the Gladdy hit the Grand Slam. Oh, man. So I'm thinking of doing a piece here in a month or so or a couple weeks. Okay, Gladdy started it in 87 with that slam, right? Sure. I mean, that slam said, hey, we're going to win this game. Yep. And he ended it in 91 by hustling for a double and then scoring a run. So For sure. I'm going to try to get inside that weird brain of his <laughs> to what the thoughts are, were, what, you know, the, the set up both those situations and kind of bring them together. So I was talking to him today. He's in Arizona. He uh, got a place in Arizona. He came back on the Twins charter when they all came back. And then his tenant down there, he's got a tenant in his house down there, and he bailed. She bailed. So he uh, went down to – and he hasn't been able to come back because his wife says, if you come back on a plane, I'm quarantining you for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So he can't come back. But – He's she's here. His yeah, wife is here, yeah. and he's in Arizona. He's in Arizona yes. Tell me what's wrong with yeah. that. You can't well, he, tell me. He's acting like he's suffering. So. Yeah, I bet Any, he is. Anyway. Oh no, honey, I really want to come <laughs> home. <laughs> but uh, anyway, say you know who Joe? I was writing about the guy throwing marshmallows at Billy Martin today, right? Yep. Yep. Boy, was he crazy. Mm-hmm. You got to go back and look at all of it to see how crazy he was. This man was, he, you know, a year before he punched the marshmallow. By the way, the marshmallow salesman, I guess we talked about this the Not other day, right? Muscle, man. All right. <laughs> but, but it's the marshmallow. It, this is the only civilian in history who ever got punched. Where you can't say, yeah, he punched a guy. Everybody says, he punched the marshmallow salesman. <laughs> right, that's right. We didn't even know there were marshmallow right. salesmen until Joseph Cooper got punched. But a year before that, he punched a sports writer in Reno. Yep. Uh, he, he was out there. Musselman knew him. Musselman, not Marshmallow, you dummy. Uh, Musselman had him come out for the Reno Bighorns first game. 25-year-old kid from the Nevada, from the Reno paper shows up. He's interviewing him at halftime. Billy's lit already. Decides he doesn't want to do the interview and tries to steal the kid's notes. The kid grabbed him back and Billy punched him. Twenty-five, wow. and he he punched a guy in Texas, and I mean he, he punched his own pitcher Boswell. He just loved to punch people. What was the deal with the horse? That I did not be able to. I was not able to find that story on the internet. But I would swear on the grave of Jane Cecilia McDonough Ricey, my mother, I read a story I did sometime too. in the 80s. Yep. Billy's, in, I think it was Anaheim Hills, California. It was somewhere in Orange County. The police had to remove him from a property because he was laying on the front lawn screaming about a horse. That's right. <laughs> I remember the same thing. Yes. Wow. Screaming about wow. horse. And they uh, they didn't arrest him as much as they removed him from the property and basically took him somewhere. Why did, because he was nuts, why did Steinbrenner love him so much? I think it was a very sick relationship. Yeah. It's like a, it's a woman or a man who goes back to an abusive spouse. It was Really? I think he loved the 
you know, control of five five times. He he fired him oh, five times. Yeah, what are the sex services where you, you go in and you paid to get the the, ble- the bleep yeah. kicked out of you? Yeah, it's, it's one of those deals. That was him. <laughs> oh, I got to tell you. you must know. I got to tell you a classic sin, right? Yeah. I told you the classic sin about that I, I was looking through something and, and the Gophers, this was 87, and the Gophers had lost the Liberty Bowl to Tennessee in 86. And then Tennessee, before the Gophers had played a game, defeated Iowa. And Sid had a graph in there about how good the Iowa Gophers should feel about that game, that Liberty Bowl, because Tennessee beat Iowa. So he'd already declared a memorial victory before they'd played a game. In 87, they already had a moral victory. But the best one is Billy is out here April what is it, 25th of uh, 80, and the guy's throwing marshmallows at him, the guy in the French hat. And uh, he's up behind the dugout. There's 2,700 people at that game, Joe. And the guy's flipping marshmallows at him, and Billy goes fruitcake, and said the next day, writes, how composed Billy kept me, remained. Meanwhile, after the game, Billy is calling this guy every homophobic <laughs> slur in the history of man, yeah. dropping the the yeah. British word for cigarettes right. left right. and right, but said saluting him. <laughs> What'd you Listen find? to this. You find? Listen to this. I didn't find Billy Martin and Horse, but I found this. Around 1990, <laughs> give or take a year, my father bought me a Mickey Mantle autobiography that came with the VHS of Mickey Mantle, The Lost Story Special Edition. If you have never seen this, you must. I just Googled and found it on DVD and ordered one. The video shows Mickey Mantle is an old man telling stories with film and photo highlights. One story he tells is of the Billy Martin shot a cow story. Not- <laughs> oh, yes. One day, Mickey Mantle and Billy Martin went hunting on some land owned by a friend of Mickey Mantle. The the two drove up to the land where the friend also had his house. Before they started their hunt, Mantle left to tell his friend what they were planning. His friend said, no problem. However, there's one thing you can do for me. I have an old horse and I need to put it down, but I can't bring myself to do it. Mantle didn't want to do that. He said, no, I can't do that. But the friend was persistent. Really, it would mean a lot to me if you could. I just can't do it myself. The Yankees were well-known for playing tricks on each other. Mantle and Martin were roommates, giving them a good history of pranks on each other. So Mantle decided to pull a fast one on Martin. He returned to the car and told Martin, some friend, he won't let us hunt. I'll show him. Acting all mad, he grabs his hunting rifle. Calm down, Mickey, Billy said. It'll be all right. No, I'm going to teach this guy a lesson. So Mantle... Mantle grabs the rifle, aims at the horse, and shoots it. It drops down, and suddenly he hears two shots in the background. He turns around, and Billy is running back to the car, yelling at Mickey, I just shot one of his cows! (laughs) (laughs) May or may not be true. Oh, Oh, God. I uh, was looking back at the stuff when he punched the marshmallow salesman. He was on his way. He'd been South Dakota hunting with Howard Wong, who was, this is the goofiest relationship ever. Yep. Howard, but I think Howard didn't drink, and he was his chauffeur, you okay. know. And, uh, but he was going to go down to Texas. He was heading down to Texas to meet Mick, going down to Texas to see Mick after, yep. he, after he got done punching the marshmallow salesman. And, 
What a beauty. He got fired. Steinbrenner fired him that time six days later after yep. he punched it. Because remember all the stories that Sid used to have? Billy's never looked better, Steinbrenner said. Yeah. You'd see this little yeah. wiener walking around and <laughs> barely, you know. Yeah. It's you know, Shulian. Remember John Shulian? Oh, yeah, Shulian. Yeah. He, had a, he had a great line about Billy Martin. Billy Martin is a mouse trying to become a rat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's absolutely right. Yeah. He was yeah. he was just a weasel. And he, but, oh. boy, he commanded this loyalty of from guys. It was incredible. So he was good. Well, he won games. but Oh, hell, he won but, a World Series or two, was, didn't he? Did yeah, with well, the Yankees. Yeah. Did he yeah. turn any teams around? Well, did the he twins, come in? They twins, were, yeah. The, the, the 68 Twins flopped, you know, 67, they were good. 68, they uh, flopped, but they were still good. And yeah. 69, he won 97 games and won the West. And then the next year, then he got fired, and they won 98 the next year, and then they went in the tank. But, uh, uh, yeah, he I don't know. Crew loved him. Crew yeah. thought he was great. I, I just – but – Man alive! Every time I dealt with him, he was just despicable, mm-hmm. just a drunken. Uh, he, 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 I was in Fort Lauderdale in '88. This was the last time they brought him back, and once again, Sid, I think, had actually visited his Fort Lauderdale estate, went and saw Billy, and once again, he wrote about how great he looked. Oh, yeah. And I was up there in that press box in Fort Lauderdale an hour and uh, 15 minutes afterwards and I was the only guy left and here came Billy walking through the parking lot. He had a drink in his hand as big as him <laughs> and he was moving slow and he was about four foot six by then yep. and I said, God, he looks great. You're right, yeah. Sid. Yeah, he looks wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when he died, uh, the guy drove off the side of the, his truck. They went down a 300 foot embankment and it landed in his driveway basically. And he and and Billy Reedy, a bar owner from Detroit, was first told the cops he was driving because he wanted to protect Billy, but Billy was dead. And then later he claimed he wasn't driving, and he ended up getting charged. But uh, we they don't know if Billy was driving drunk or if he was driving drunk, but somebody was driving. Because it was drunk. Christmas Day, wasn't Christmas it? Christmas Day, yeah, uh, in ni- nineteen eighty nine. Here's another cartoon. I'm on a texting string of various uh, family types. Yes. Here's the latest cartoon. Uh, it's a guy sitting on the couch with a gal. It's not you. It's you 24-7. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's my favorite. Kenny sent me one today that probably we can't repeat here on the air. What, didn't you send that one to I me? I don't think so. Oh, somebody sent me one today that... Stop breathing so loud, you bleep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how is the game of faults going at your house? Have you won a round yet? Today, I uh, surprised her without talking to her with like a little country sausage and eggs and toast and just took it up there. And so I'm. Sounds good. Last I saw her. Things were going good, but uh, that good. could change. Everything could change. <laughs> Here's could another change. one. Here's another one, and this is our house. That's the woman. She's holding a vacuum cleaner, <laughs> and and the guy's looking at her, and the woman says, "I'm going to be vacuuming. If you want to go into the farthest room and start asking me questions." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that was. Uh, I did give you the quote from last week, right? Oh. About uh, you want affirmation. 
Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I gave you her a quote last week. I, I said, how is that? Uh, oh, you didn't like that something I cooked. And she said, you want you affirmation. You bleeping affirmation for everything. For everything. <laughs> Uh, You're right, but what the hell? Yeah. So I haven't had a chance to listen to this gentleman, but our guy J.L. Colvin has a new uh, video that oh, he just okay. posted. Let's go. Uh, this, it, he doesn't use obscenity, does he? I don't, I don't think, think so, but so. the beauty of the podcast is it doesn't really matter because I can cut it out if we need to. But um, the caption to this one, uh, boys, is Donald Trump announces in a follow-up to his big hashtag Trump Easter announcement... <laughs> That due to fake news and the COVID-19 coronavirus, he is now in talks with faith leaders to move Easter. Okay. Uh, and Andrew Cuomo apparently offers a rebuttal. Okay. Uh, here we go. Oh, he does Cuomo. So fake news over the last couple of weeks had a, had a real ball, a real beauty, fake news, where I said so simply and very nicely, to be honest, wouldn't it be nice, wouldn't it be nice if... The churches could be open and full on Easter Sunday. I didn't say they had to be. I said it would be nice. Because I want our country back. You can't shut down a country. We have so many industries that need to be working. We have the great industries that have to like, get back to work. But we, we just want to get back to, to being a great country. We had an economy like really nobody's ever seen before until this COVID, coronavirus, the... Call it the invisible enemy, trademark pending. <laughs> and it hit us like nothing that's like ever hit the country before. It's like vicious. It's nasty. It's a sneaky enemy. And I just wanted us to be back. Okay. So we couldn't do it. And the fake news made up lies. But what we are talking about now, which is great news for the country, is we're actually talking to great faith leaders. Okay. We're talking Mike, great Mike Pence. And I are talking to religious leaders. I call them faith leaders. I like that. I like that term, faith leaders. <laughs> I'm kind of a faith leader, if you think about it. And we're talking to all of them. We're talking to the Pope. Okay, I like the old Pope. He was a little more conservative, said nicer things. Uh, we're talking to Joel Osteen, great faith leader, uh, great private plane. And we're talking to Bishop Don Magic Juan, also. Good guy. Great, great faith leaders. And we're going to move Easter. We're looking to move Easter. Nobody's ever done this before. This is like a crazy, incredible thing. But we're going to try to move Easter to the week of July 4th. So now we have America's birthday followed by Jesus's birthday, which is, of course, Easter. So we're going to get it done. And then the fake news can't say that I was wrong because it'll be open by New Easter. We're calling it New Easter. But we have an announcement from the very angry Andrew Cuomo. We don't need to move Easter. We need more ventilators and creatine for my brother Christopher. Boy, he's good. Oh. He's real good. So we're going to have the birthday of our country and Jesus' birthday. Yeah. It's like a package uh, deal. Yeah, that really Easter. wasn't the way Easter worked there, Don. That was not the birthday. Well, 250 years ago. Oh, my God. That guy's good. Yep. So, really Such, are they? Uh, I saw a tweet over the weekend from Rookie. He's not going to church, right? He's watching it watching on TV? Watching it on church. On laptop, laptop, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Oh. You guys are all, all you good regular church are going to have to hit the wallet, though. And send the church some money, man. This is you're losing Palm Sunday and Easter. That's half your revenue. Yeah, those are big hitter oh, days. Oh man, that's that's when you. That's when they, even when I go to church on occasion, I throw a fifty in on Easter. 
What's the uh, What's the town upstate New York with the horse racing, Pat? Saratoga. Saratoga. Red Smith would always do a column from Saratoga saying they, uh, the Catholic Church there really appreciated that weekend because that's how they paid their heating bills in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's the right. Red always called it the Holy Roman Church in Pretty, right, the right. Holy Roman well, Church. Well, God, he's a Notre Dame guy. Oh yeah, he was. He, he was, was. He was through and through. Yep. He uh, he he wasn't no cheester. He was no. going. He was going Easter and Christmas. And he probably- yesterday, yesterday did not feel like Palm Sunday. I didn't even know it was Palm Sunday till you yeah. made note of it on Twitter. Does, uh, it just didn't feel like it. I had no idea. Nobody even drove the donkey through uh, Jerusalem or anything. Huh? No, no. Not, drove not. it? <laughs> well, come on. Come on. Come on, baby. <laughs> drove the donkey. Yeah. <laughs> You're right up there with J.L. Cobb. Oh, we're going to drive that donkey up. To meet the Easter Bunny. Yep. <laughs> Oh, God. I still want, when this is all over. Here we go. And I can get the wife's permission, I'm going to Oman. Why? Why? I saw that golf tournament on Oman, and I want to stand on that Indian Ocean in Oman. It looks fantastic. Plus, all travel will be cheap for six months after this is over. This is the time to go, baby. The European not, tours, not. the European tours closed too. Oh isn't God, it? yeah, yeah. They, okay, they can't play anywhere. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. doing anything. You know what really upset me? I was clicking channels yesterday, and I ran across the Johnsonville Cornhole Championship. Oh, I saw that tweet. <laughs> and yeah. even that isn't live. You can't even. Shouldn't we be able to have live cornhole? Can't you? <laughs> Separate everybody by six feet. What so, the hell is a cornhole? That's when you take a bag and try to throw it in a hole. Yeah, bean oh. bags is all. Is we all in, in Fulton, yeah. Minnesota, it referred to something else, right, but right, uh, right. now it refers to a game. Right. One of us uh, on this show has participated <laughs> in a champ in a uh, excuse me a tournament related to bean bags. Any alcohol involved? My God, <laughs> I barely walked out of the Rochester Civic Center. Wow. Oof. You know, I own the game, and I've never actually tried it once. Oh, really? really? My whole family is obsessed with it. Oh, it's fun. It. Yeah, they, People it's love a good it. Time. Yeah, they call it bags. Uh, I would rather have jarts. I would like to bring mm-hmm. back jarts. Those were yeah. those arrows, sure, yeah. leaded, steel. And if one hit you in the head, it was going to stick in your head. <laughs> right. uh, that was I'd like a, to bring back more croquet. I like croquet. Croquet. Oh, yeah, I, went up to, uh, I went up to Madden's 20 years ago, hard up for a column. When I'm, and they had a big croquet tournament on a weekend. I love those croquet guys. You know, fat guys in white shorts right. and yeah. drinking like fish yeah. and, yeah. and pretending like they're competing at something. It's great. Yeah. Oh, it's I fantastic. love your thought process. Bleep it. I'm driving to Madden's. i got to cover this croquet tournament. <laughs> croquet, man. It was great. I'm uh, seriously thinking, though, about a cornhole column this summer when this comes back oh. to see what's wrong with these people. I'm not kidding you, Pat. This would have been, well, it was before I had kids, so I'm saying 10, 12 years ago, a buddy of mine who was really into it wanted me to come down to Rochester to play with him. I said, all right, cool. These people were taking it so serious really? like it was a World Series game. It was it was nuts. Kurt, Joe, you covered the Silver Broom, right? Uh, I probably did. did the you curling, up in Duluth, yep. right? Yeah, yeah world championships. There's a little drinking involved in that sport too. I think so. Did Chad, you see more action in that or the snowmobile race that you covered? 
Snowmobile race was the only event I covered where I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if the bags crowd, the croquet cow- crowd, are they the guys that do curling in the winter? Because that doesn't that also involve heavy drinking? Yes, it does. yes, yeah. it does. Yes, it does. It's. Uh, but uh, Chaska is like the oh, yeah. mecca for it now. They put in what six rinks or something, something like in that. A big building. It's, it's a really and cool they're facility. Packing them in. Yeah. Packing Can them you in. get a drink if you're playing? I oh, mean, yes. is it like bowling? Oh yeah. In fact, uh, they have. I think it's it's inside. So it's the new bowling alley because yeah, all yes. of our small town yeah. bowling alleys are closed. They're gone. I think we ought to have bowling. Let's uh, let Apple. Oh no, yeah, they wouldn't pass any viruses around in no. there, would they? <laughs> Bleep it, dude. Let's go bowling. <laughs> would, will Will baseball get to a point? I'm ready to write off hockey and basketball. Uh, will baseball get to a point where they will just say, "Well, even if we're healthy today, we're done. We can't have a season." Yes, I would think if you get to J- July 15th, maybe or so. But that they're long, talking huh? now about Arizona and yep. everybody. Everybody mingling down there, but again, okay, everybody gets down there, and then two players show up positive, then what do we do? Yeah. I said, I think I already used this joke, but I'll use it again. That's not it. That we it's have never the pregame, you before. We have the pregame lineup where everybody has their temperature taken. There you go. <laughs> we, yep. we, yeah. They're out. Okay. <laughs> we got to let the gamblers know what Nelson Cruz's temperature is, whether he can play or not, right? And then, of course, yeah. you'd have, if you're uh, if you're on the road, you'd have the other team's doctor. Oh, uh, Nelly? Nelly can't play. He's got, no. he's, his temperature's <laughs> yeah. a little too 101. high. Yeah. So I have a serious question, and I, I'm wondering, uh, and it comes from Judd's column, uh, not column, letter to uh, Glenn Taylor and Kevin Garnett. Did mm-hmm. you see that? Yes. Uh, asking them to bury the hatchet. And, and my question to you, Royce, is do we really need those two to get along? Well, uh, Glenn is- made the one unfortunate comment about Kevin bailing out on him the one year, and uh, Kevin never got over it. I think that Glenn deserves a little slack from Kevin since he paid him roughly $300 million sure. while he was here, you sure. know, the 200 and some million yeah. dollars. Yeah, uh, I'd, you know, you could pretty much say, you know, I don't think Ricey gave me a full effort for that $280 million. I'd say, oh, yeah, well, you might be right. I should have tried harder. Uh, where's the check? I think Kevin's a little grumpy because he also got caught uh, – yeah. Uh, some guy got him for a lot of money once, yeah. I think. So one of those uh, investment fellas uh, took him for quite a haul, I guess. So, yeah. I don't know. Only he would have consulted us. We yes, were, he could have. We, we could have got him in on that fiat. Could have given him a piping hot stock tip. <laughs> I just never really knew enough about the situation to give it any it was one. It's all based on one quote. Garnett's one of the most sensitive guys. Like so many superstar players, he's one of the most sensitive guys ever. I mean, LeBron James, God love him, is now the official spokesman on all topics for America. He had the... They had the video of the 17-year-old kid dunking over him in a game, and he had it. He like he needed tried to, to have it confiscated. Yeah. Confiscated the video. So, so, speaking of Garnett, my one Garnett story. Years and years ago, uh, I've got a buddy that runs a very successful window treatments business. He doesn't deal with the public. He only deals with designers. Right. Mm-hmm. One of his clients is Garnett, and we have to go out there. I, and I'm going to help him put some shades in one of uh, Garnett's bathrooms, right? 
in the bathroom, one of the bathrooms. Oh, by the way, when we pull up, oh, there's a whole bunch of guys uh, playing basketball in the driveway, and we rolled down the window, and I said, what are you guys, the posse? <laughs> so, so anyway, You're off to a bad start. Right, <laughs> right away, he's going, shut up, don't say anything else. Just because don't those say were the guys he had on his right, payroll. Yeah. Right, So his wife comes out, he was a newlywed, and she's wonderful, and she led us to the bathroom and whatever. She goes away. I go in, in his bathroom, he's got a water closet. That's just simply a separate room with the toilet in it, right? Yep. In the in the water closet is a magazine rack, ten magazines. Every single one of the magazines, Kevin Garnett on the cover. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. yes. Where yes. was the house? Where was? The uh, house? It was on the other side of the road from Lake Minnetonka. Really? Doug uh, Doug Padilla's sister uh, was his wife. Doug was a sports writer in Chicago. Uh, friend of mine, and his other sister was married to Jimmy Jam. Wow. Yeah, so, she was a really nice gal. Yeah, she, she was, was really good, awesome. She was a good yeah. gal. I don't know if they are still together or not. And it was a nice house, and I don't know, he had like one or two acre, acres there. And I remember also right around the same time, he bought a bunch of ATV four-wheelers so him and his buddies could tear it up around mm-hmm. the house. And all the rest of the snobs out there in Linda. Uh, not like Yeah, that. they shut him down. And he, uh, I really liked him the first four or five years. I thought he was a really good kid, but he, he got really sensitive. He got really... Uh, uh, what changed him, do you think? I don't know. Just publicity in general? I don't know general? what it is. Well, I don't know. Geez, you can't, not winning. Yeah. yeah. And plus, you see yourself getting slammed every day by meatheads. You know, that's my, gonna, that's my greatest moment was when he threw the ball up in the air in Denver. And I was at the end of that game that they won that told you they were going to win the playoff, that playoff series, the first ever. And he threw the ball way up, and I got my head down, typing away on deadline. It hits me right in the top of the head. Jeez. Thing went 50 feet up in the air after it hit me in the head. And, and then so the next day at practice, I said, hey, Cut me a check for 50000 and I won't go to a lawyer for you hitting me in the head there. I think I got headaches. And he said, oh, that was you. Then I don't have to worry about it. I wonder who it hit. He said, boy, that ball went a long way up in the air. Jeez. <laughs> he threw it way up, and I go, wow. You're lucky you didn't get knocked out. The crowd around there thought it was rather hysterical. Though, oh, I would have laughed my butt fans. off, absolutely. Not as bad as when I fell on my ass in Cleveland, though. When uh, the John Elway game, I was walking down to the field, and they had these little three, four steps to yep. get onto the field, and yeah. you waited for them, and it was icy, and I slipped and fell on my ass. Oh. And all these people are screaming at me, you fat, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then they're going to go to the Super Bowl, and they're all happy, and then uh, Elway goes down the field and ties the game, and they win it in overtime. And I mean, what do you think now? <laughs> <laughs> You happy? You still happy? <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't uh, coffee almost took you out? Was that the well, fight? Coffee did take me. Or out. He, he did kick me with both tennis shoes right in the head. <laughs> At least they're small. Feet. That was on the that was on the uh, bloopers for ten years, oh, fifteen yeah. years. Yeah. That was on yeah. the bloopers for fifteen years because he had, you know, he was only six five, but he had size sixteen feet. Good guy, though. I talked to him a few weeks ago, and he mentioned that. He said, you're still mad? I said, I wasn't ever mad at you. No, he wasn't trying to do it. No, no. Yeah, if he was trying, he really would have taken <laughs> oh, care yeah. of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Suits, you're too wiry to get uh, in any kind of trouble like that, aren't you? He's quick. Well, He's quick. Uh, I, I, I've had my share of incidents with your <laughs> professional athletes throwing <laughs> stuff at me. And... Oh, you got taped to the goalpost, right? And, what? And, 
And what? Jim Marshall threw a football at me. And <laughs> it went by my ear, and it sounded like a bullet. <laughs> if that they had hit me, it would have killed me. Yeah, they, they think, think they're, they're funny. funny. <laughs> Ron Yeri threw his shoes at me. Uh, his cleats? Yeah. Oh, uh, my God. I, I had to duck a lot of stuff, you yeah. know? My, my favorite remote moment remains... Uh, I'm covering the team, and they got Tanana and Ryan pitching against them and for the Angels, and they lose on Monday night to Paul Hartzell. And my my game story the next day says, the California Angels completed a three-game sweep of the Twins by winning the opener of the series because Tanana and Ryan are pitching. So they beat both of them. Oh, boy. <laughs> I came in there Wednesday night and said, I knew you could do it, fellas. And they were throwing jock straps and spikes and everything at me. I was in your corner all the way, guys. Uh, <laughs> sure you were. A little left turn. But, uh, we were mentioning the 87 series. It was just great listening to Herb in his prime yes. on the radio. But yes. what was, because I was a kid, what was the expectation going into that? Into eighty into that series because I know well, they beat Detroit. I think Detroit. we thought they were going to win because uh, Jack Clark was hurt and Pendleton was only That's playing true. against left-handed pitching, so uh, or right-handed pitching. So uh, yeah, they the people thought the Twins were going to win. I think when they were behind three games to two, it was kind of a shock. Of course, then Wayne Hathaway won the series for them. <laughs> what that what that victory was when we won that that was for me spring training for the next World Series. <laughs> Because everything I learned that night in downtown Minneapolis, <laughs> I put to good use and then exceeded that when we won again a few years later. Because, mm-hmm. man, oh, man, what a party that was. <laughs> oh, wow. man. It was yeah, on a Sunday something. night, if I remember right, wasn't it? Yeah, both times. Yeah, Both Sunday times night. it was on a Sunday night. Were you night. doing morning radio back then? Uh, yeah, yeah. And I went right from the party right to work. Yeah. And that was one of those days where when the office staff rolls in, they can smell the alcohol coming out of my body. <laughs> oh, man, I thought I just saw a turkey in the yard, but it's a kid. Oh, good. <laughs> I told you. By the way, speaking of large birds that think they own everything, yeah. last night I made my nightly late trip to Barley's to see if they got any toilet paper or anything. Yeah. And uh, there's a goose standing there in yeah. the won't move in your oh in the road right in the road yeah come on the, the, even the honk of the horn doesn't yeah. uh they they are they have become too comfortable they hit well you know when they lower their neck and start coming at you <laughs> hissing there's gonna be a fight we gotta get rid of them well, you could, i gotta go you could, <laughs> okay <laughs> all right the traditional sign off see you next week goodbye <laughs> see you, <Joe>. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it used to be see you later. Now it's uh, I gotta go. I gotta go.